0: If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast.
1: Today, we're going to hear from David. David was adopted back in 1984 from Guatemala. He was adopted by a U.S. American family, and he was adopted as a baby. So we're going to get to listen to his perspective and his adoption story, and I think it's one that we can all really learn from. David, thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, happy to be here, Kelly. Thank you.
1: Ron and I have been really excited to get to talk to you. I know I learned a little bit about your story uh, when I met you in our office. And yes, I'm I'm so excited to get to share you with Ron and all of our listeners and, and for them to get to hear your amazing adoption story. So let's get started. Tell us, tell us all about it.
2: I'll just kind of start you in the middle. So um, about third grade, parent-teacher conference, and one of my uh, baseball teammates had come up to me because we were all there, kids and the parents. And a teammate comes up to me and goes, hey, why are your parents of different color skin than you? I said, I was like, what are you talking about? Had no clue at all. So I went up to ask my mom, and she goes, we'll talk when you get home. And that's when she let me know I was adopted for the first time. So... That was kind of a neat story. It made me feel like so just normalized that I didn't even know I was a different colored skin for Now,
1: that long, so. just so I I can understand, it, are your adoptive parents Caucasian then?
2: Yes, they are. More, yes, they're very, yes, Midwestern yes, Caucasian.
1: Okay. Yeah, and more. do you, other than your skin color, do you look similar to them?
2: Not at all.
1: <laughs> at this time in your life, did you have other siblings?
2: Uh, not yet. Um, I think within the year, my parents adopted uh, my younger sister as well.
1: So, okay. All right. Let's jump back in.
2: Okay, cool. So, And that's, that's where I started my journey. And uh, I didn't even realize till I got older how lucky I was to be in that situation. I started going back and was able to look at Guatemala and, and during the time and, and what was going on there and to see where I was at. It really struck me for the first time. Like, wow, you always you got very lucky to be where you're at, but that is extremely lucky. My mom had mentioned the story to me, she had said that you're even more lucky because we had twins lined up before you, before we knew of you. But mom at the last second had changed her mind. So they pulled out and I just happened to be next on whatever list was there, said okay. And it was like, you go down to like the last minute or something, it was the last minute. So I feel even more uh, grateful for that every single day. Um, Going and whatnot, but it's kind of a, really exciting for me and uh, to keep pushing along sometimes.
1: Definitely. How did your mom explain to you when you were a third grader about being adopted? Like, what kind of things did she tell you?
2: Uh, one thing is that she told me, she explained first why, like, she couldn't have kids, um, so they had to go a different direction, and adoption was a route. I was actually the first Guatemalan child. be adopted in the state of Ohio at the time and that uh, she explained to me it didn't matter what color my skin was um, that she loved me and my dad loved me and nothing was going to change that i've always thought of them as it's no different skin color but uh, it was really nice of them to share that with me because i've heard a lot of people not get told till they're older or to find out some other way they explained it pretty clear and up front and they didn't hide anything and it was really nice to know
1: So when you were told, from the day that you were told to the previous, to the future, did it change anything for you?
2: It did. It didn't until like a couple years ago because I had never read my birth certificate. So I never knew like the impact of uh, what had happened. Like I never knew my birth mother's name or anything like that, but it's on my birth certificate. And I went through and saw that. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then explain the reason why she gave me up for adoption. She couldn't financially support me or give me the education or take care of me at the time. She wanted me to have a better life somewhere else. And when I read that, that was like, man, that was pretty selfless to do. And it really hit me really hard right there. Like, for someone to do that, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's no guarantee it's going to be better, but you're out there a little bit better. And uh, yeah, Guatemala so was in a lot of turmoil at the time, and it uh, wasn't a real good, good place to be at the time. So I feel really lucky to. Uh, I, Lucky's not even the word I'd use. I think I had better odds of winning the lottery twice now than having that situation happen to me. So it definitely put things in perspective for me a lot.
1: So when you learned that you were adopted and you were in Ohio, which is ironic because that's where I was born and adopted as well. Did you know anybody else at that time that was adopted? I didn't
2: because when I was adopted, I was only two months old and they moved pretty quick out of there. I was two years old when we moved to Colorado. Okay. It was a while before I found someone else that was adopted. It, it was a little while because people, for whatever reason, didn't like to bring it up that they were adopted. I mean, unless someone else brought it up. It's not that I was ashamed or anything of it. I just never thought to talk about it. But some people have the stigma that it's, they're different because they were. And I'm like, no, you're not. It's just, you're just a regular person, too. And nothing wrong with that. So. Um, whatever reason that we're just behind adoption and certain things just you know it's, it's totally an awesome thing and i wish more people would share it
1: yeah i i agree with you now for the adoptive parents that are listening when when you're when your mom told you that you had been adopted did it change yes. how you felt about them or towards them at all
2: not one bit not at all and i still get asked now do, do you want to go back and find your birth mom and i'm like i, I struggle down my head it's just like yes and no i mean i'd it'd be cool to meet her and see what was Say hi, and they look what happened. Thank you very much. But at the same time, they're like, would you love your parents any different? And I'm like, no. She, they still meet my mom and dad in a different way, but just they're, they're my parents, and, they, and I love them unconditionally. And I, if I ever did get to meet my mom, say, I could have built a relationship there, too. But my parents are the, my parents.
0: So you've never met your birth mother, but have you ever gone to Guatemala?
2: I have not. My parents have. Okay. They just meet where I was from. Um, I'd like to do that one day. When I, when I could, just to check it out, maybe go find her. Um, I do have a, a record There's a, in the hospital of, of my birth, and they gave me a number and whatnot. So I know the exact city where I was born and all that stuff. So I'd like to go back and see that, to see where I was born and what it could have been like down
0: there. Nowadays, we do what's called a non-ID addendum, where... You get some personal information about your birth mother. Did you get any information like that about her? Do you know anything? Or what kind of things do you know about your birth mother?
2: I didn't know anything until a couple years ago. Um, because Not because I wasn't told. More so I didn't ask. When I found out my birth mother's name, I was really cool. Uh, I haven't looked her up yet, but I, I would definitely like to do that. I was listening to one of your guys' podcasts, and uh, I never really thought about you know, getting to know my own family heritage, and that, that was kind of cool that on the one podcast you guys were talking about that. For me, I'd like to know that, too, just for genetics purposes, because I was always an issue growing up. And I don't know my family history, so I don't know what runs in the family. If not, would be a good idea just, just to do that for my daughter so we could have an idea what runs in our family and maybe what not to eat or whatever. So They want us to try to avoid to not catch something, you know,
1: so... I'm going to put my Oprah hat on and ask the questions that, that I know, you know, everybody, including myself are, are curious about. So is it okay if I ask you a couple of questions and then we're going to yeah, dig well, deeper into your story? Do you yeah, speak no, Spanish?
2: No, I don't. I do not speak Spanish. I was only two and a half months old when I was uh, adopted. So that has always been like an issue because people do try to speak Spanish to me all the time. <laughs> some people get mad. Some people just laugh. Some people just walk away. But, but uh, That's been something I've had to deal with my whole life. I did let it bother me at first, and I got a little bit older, but then I just kind of shrugged it off. But I, I did get a lot of questions about why my parents were a different color. It was that's when I would tell people I, I was adopted. And it did feel like a time growing up that I, I got left out, like maybe just a little bit because of my skin color in the family.
1: So how I'm did sure you
2: deal about, with that? Uh, I spoke to my mom about it. so I felt left out. It was on my dad's side of the family. That, uh, I felt like a little discriminated against, but um, when looking back, which is no it was just the situation, it wasn't because I, was, I made it a bigger situation than what it was. I, I personally jumped to that, which I shouldn't have, but uh, that's something I've always felt. Um, and then just racial things now, just people assuming that I'm Spanish or assuming just something because I'm a, a, brown, a brown person, but most of the time, I'm like, I'm more white than most of these white people out here. Just <laughs> growing up there. I was a mid- growing up from Midwestern parents in Ohio, very, very, uh, not super conservative, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like refried beans or pinto beans or goat beans. I like, I like green beans and navy beans and peas. And, and uh, people just didn't get that. Why? But you're brown. Like, oh. <laughs> There's so the stigma behind that, but other than that, I haven't had have two big ones. I've never had like a huge issue in skin color or, or anything like that, or fighting with my family over it or anything like
1: that. Okay. Do you have any information about your birth father in Guatemala?
2: I did not. On the paperwork, it says the father is unknown.
1: And how does that make you feel?
2: I don't know. I was like, yep, that might have happened then. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what's going on down there. I don't know the situation exactly. Uh, what happened between my mother and my father. So, um, whatever it was, he wasn't in the picture. So, um, it's so, I'm so like, uh, I don't know, like blinded to that because of the way I was, uh, I grew up. Like I never really thought too deep into that work like, to really like sink in like, Oh, you didn't have a dad. Hmm. How would have that been? So that's just another one of the, the things that I think about now, like what could have happened if you stayed there and you wouldn't have had a father? What would have happened then?
0: Well, I feel that's a real credit to your adoptive parents in how they raised you to not look at what could have been and regret, but instead look at what really is and your situation and make the most of it. I think that's fantastic. You have an a, amazing outlook on life.
2: I'm so grateful for them in so many ways. For them fighting for, fighting for me and for, you know, of course, they're going for the other two boys first, but I uh, was next. The road they had to take in the early 80s was just, um, I knew it was a little difficult. And uh, it was just like more power to them. I love them so much for that. So
1: You said also something that, that really got to me. You said that your your parents adopted again, and they sound like amazing people. And if you were in the third grade or older, you would probably remember the adoption, right?
2: Yeah, I vaguely remember that. It was my little sister. She came, uh, my parents had asked me if I wanted a little brother or a sister, and I said... I I said yes, and I found out I was getting a sister, I was pretty bummed. I wanted a brother. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she was young. She was two years old when she was adopted. Um, My sister turned out amazing, and she's doing great things. She's got four kids of her own, running her own business, and uh, married for five years now. And looking back, my parents did an outstanding job. I I had the normal kid complaints, so why— Bobby has this, why can't I have that? That was my issue as a kid growing up. And looking back, I'm like, I'm so lucky getting getting to know people and hearing their stories of growing up and how their dad wasn't there, or their mom wasn't there, and how their parents aren't there now. Really changed my outlook on just
1: life. So like your the little, parents are, are still together? Yep,
2: they're still together. They're retired. Um, they're getting old and grumpy. <laughs> 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 yes, it's uh, turning out like their parents, very much so. It's funny. I, I just saw them uh, about a month ago. I went up there for a week and a half. But uh, I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, oh, thank you, mom. I can't tell you. And to her, it doesn't seem like a big deal. To you. She's like, well, you know what? I love you. That's what we did. It, it's way bigger than that. But I just do not think them enough and thank whatever power it was to, to put me here right now. So.
1: Definitely. And I think your story is is so incredible. And like I said, I I still want to hear more about it because we don't hear from a lot of adult adoptees about their adoption experience, much less somebody who was adopted from another country and especially your gender. Men don't seem to open up and talk about this stuff as as much as women. So this is really amazing that you are so open about your adoption story. And like I said, I, I'm learning things and I've been in this field and adopted myself forever. So I, I'm really enjoying what what you're what you're talking about.
0: We want to thank David for joining us with this conversation about his adoption journey. On the next episode we'll be discussing more about David's family. So join us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines, and we'll see you then.